We, everyone, secular, religious, but especially the church, are called to be communities of inclusion, of transformation. And so today, we bring the music of a real live, talented, sometimes twisted, complicated Texan into our hallowed halls. He might actually, Waylon Jennings, might actually be rolling in his grave. <laughs> he was one of the prime uh, movers behind the outlaw country sound of the 1970s. He insisted on recording country music outside the bounds of the mainstream Nashville sound. Born in Littlefield, Texas on June 15, 1937, Jennings learned to play guitar at the age of eight and formed his first band at the age of 10. The writer Linnea Crowther says he was meant for the music world, but he almost didn't make it past age 21. As a young DJ, she explains, Waylon Jennings met Buddy Holly, and the two musicians became friends. They began playing together, and Buddy Holly invited Jennings to play bass on his 1959 Midwestern Winter Dance Party Tour. So on February 3rd that year, Jennings was prepared to get on a plane with Holly Richie Valens and others. Music fans probably know the fate of that plane. It went down shortly after takeoff, killing all the passengers. It's known as the day the music died. Jennings wasn't one of the passengers only because he agreed to give up his seat to J.P. the Big Bopper Richardson who was fighting a case of flu, and Waylon Jennings took the bus instead. Crowther says Jennings' career languished in the years after that crash, after that trauma, perhaps due to his severe survivor's guilt. But then in the mid-1960s, Jennings began working as a session musician and recording his own albums, and he headed to Nashville to pursue country music fame in the year 1965. Okay, so a list of the top 20 Texas country songs introduces the songs with these words. Texans have a real sense of independence that carries over into songwriting. All of our songwriters embody an incredible pride in the history. And the list of great Texas songwriters spans the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, West Texans, the 70s songwriters like Guy Clark, Town Van Zant, the Outlaws, and the, of the 70s, led by Billy Joe Shaver, including Waylon Jennings and Chris Christopherson and Ray Wiley Hubbard, and I'm not going to list all of your favorite musicians, so it's a day for forgiveness. Remember, <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Keeps going on and on. Also, we're not going to play all of your favorite Waylon songs, so another day for forgiveness. But Texas country music is as diverse 
as the topography that inspired songwriters all over the state. Even as the first song we heard of Always Been Crazy speaks to humanity's individual, unique, even outrageous tendencies, my former boss, the Reverend Luis Leon, used to say, God created us all as units of God's grace, unrepeatable, irreplaceable, one of a kind. This next song shows that the statewide musical pride is well-founded, and the old-timers, the originals, are well-honored. The next song is Waylon's song, Bob Wills is Still the King. Waylon sings, I grew up on music that we call Western Swing. It don't matter who's in Austin, Bob Wills is still the king. It makes me proud to be from Texas, where Bob Wills is still the king. And in perhaps one of the most important lines of that song, he says, you just can't live in Texas unless you've got a lot of soul.
Courtney Lennon says that two years after Waylon Jennings blew up the Nashville establishment with his 1973 album Honky Tonk Heroes, composed of all Billy Joe Shaver songs but one, he kept his outlaw momentum going with the release of Nashville Rebel, the title of which is borrowed from the 1966 film uh, Jennings starred in of the same name. In the song, Are You Sure Hank Done It This Way, Whalen points out that country music lost its way, that it's turned, it had turned into a money grab, rife with rhinestone suits, new fancy cars, and the fading memory of Hank Sr. Whalen sings, Lord, it's the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do you take it from here? I have rhinestone suits. I have new shiny cars. I've had it all for years. We need a change. Jennings helped elevate uh, Williams into the benchmark of authenticity for country music. And to this day, artists still cite Hank. Case in point, James Carruthers' 2017 outlaw anthem, Back to Hank. But seen through the lens of the 1960s and 1970s countercultural influences, the Whalen and Willie outlaws were pushing back against cultural conformity and the homogeneity of nuclear families and white picket fences. They, they wanted more diversity, more inclusion, more authenticity more grassroots. It's not necessarily the case with the later generations of outlaws. They seem a little bit more threatened by change and diversity. But Whalen and his crew wanted to change things up in a slick, money, does not make the man way. They wanted to be against the churn them out so they sell music industry. In the decade before Whalen arrived in Nashville, country music had moved out of the hills and the honky-tonks and into the mainstream, thanks to what was known as the, the Nashville sound. And with instrumentation inspired by pop music, by heavy-handed production and a smooth, city-fied sound, the country music hitting the charts in the 50s and 60s was very different from its roots, and it was the exact opposite of what Jennings wanted to play. The Nashville establishment liked to use their own studio musician, and Jennings preferred his band, The Wailers, the Nashville sound relied on lots of syrupy strings and crooning vocals, and Jennings liked a rougher sound with more traditional country music instrumentation. The big label heads liked a certain sameness in the music that they put out, playing to the masses, and Jennings wanted artistic freedom to create the music that he lived and liked. 
So he began to fight the architects of the National Center. He, egged, he was egged on by his new friend, Willie Nelson. And Nelson was, of course, based in Texas, successfully blazing a trail as an early outlaw, recording country music outside of the establishment. So Jennings took his inspiration from Nelson and in 1972 pushed back hard against his record label, RCA. He ended up winning the battle and getting what he wanted. Lots of money, lots of artistic freedom, and a shot at being one of country's music's first rock stars. He ran with his good fortune and started releasing records that were a blend of stripped down rock and roll. Crawford continues that a throwback honky-tonk sound was his staple. His first few albums released under his artistic control did very well, but it was in 1976 when he, his wife, Jesse Coulter, Willie Nelson, Tom Pop Glaser released Wanted, The Outlaws, and it became country music's first platinum album. Fans that were tired of the slick countrypolitan sound went wild for this edgy music, played by guys who looked like long-haired rockers. And Waylon Jennings, the outlaw, became a superstar and became what he railed against in many ways. And yet his influence, his doubt, his love of roots music led him to continue to question, are you sure Hank done it this way? You sure ain't done it this way. You don't 
love your enemy. Part of that is a warning about judgment. As Jennings and his crew judged the popular music of the day, they became the popular music of the day. In some ways, love your enemy is about being humble. It's about remembering to see in others the light of Christ, the struggles that we all share, to see in the one that you judge your own weaknesses, your own temptations. So suddenly the outlaw sound was hot and classic Nashville sounded stuffy and dated. The outlaws were the in-crowd. Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson collaborated on several songs that hit the country charts and even crossed over to the mainstream, including the smash, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. Yes, we're going to hear that in just a minute. And their albums went gold, platinum, and even multi all right, so we as a congregation and as a national church are committed to racial reconciliation. And it would be cowardly of me not to mention that the car and the Dukes of Hazard sported the Confederate flag. And Jennings was the voice, the narrator, and he sang the theme song for that show. After the Charleston Massacre at Mother Emanuel Church, the TV Land channel pulled the show because of that symbol. Just like big companies like Walmart and Google stopped selling merchandise with that image. Because that killing was a terrible wake-up call. And after that wake-up call, the owner of the car the General Lee, the owner of that car, whose name is Bubba Watson, wrote, all are, and R was in all capital letters, all are created equal. I believe that, so I will be painting the American flag over the roof of the General Lee. Hashtag USA. Inherited culture cannot become an idol. Jennings took a few steps away from the edge that he championed so much. He took a few steps away from that edge when he ended a long-standing <coughs> drug habit that had reached alarming proportions. While a lot of recovery um, proponents of recovery, including rehabilitated celebrities and folks who, who were really um, committed to the just say no slogan. They speak about addiction in black and white terms. Jennings, with his characteristic honesty, takes a more complex view. I'm living proof, he wrote in a song, that there's life after you. So basically he wrote a love song to his recovery. Jennings' unusual musical comment 
was on his struggle with addiction and how hard, really hard it is, what a commitment it takes to become clean. He said, when you're on drugs, it's like a relationship. It's like a person, and you can blame everything, everything you do on that other person. And when you get off of drugs, the other person dies, and you have no one to blame. It's part of recovery to take responsibility. You know that you can bring that person back alive anytime you want. But if you bring them back, you'll both die. Waylon Jennings was happy to keep going at a more modest but steady pace as he sustained a healthy time of recovery in the later years of his life. Once when he was asked advice about the critical thinking that we, the people, need to be doing at a time when politics had become the domain of image mongers, he, says, he said, I really wouldn't know what to say. I'm not a Republican, and I'm not a Democrat. I'm a human being with a brain. I think for myself. We all need to think for ourselves. The heart of country music is about holding up authentic grassroots expressions, honoring the everyday, the everyday struggles with human nature, human character, struggles to reign in ordinary human nature. And the next song could be an anthem, the anthem for that. As he sings, Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. Lone star belt buckles and old faded Levi's, and each night begins a new day. If you don't understand him and he don't die young, he'll probably just ride away. Cowboys like smoky old coons and clear out 